Dr. Debbie here, and just a quick announcement before we get to today's episode. Has someone shattered your trust? Have you been blindsided by betrayal? It's a total shock to the body and mind. Some of us recover, and many others stay sick, bitter, angry, resentful, and stuck. If that's you, I have a research-based solution. My new book, Trust Again, Overcoming Betrayal and Regaining Health, Confidence and Happiness is now available. In the book, I literally walk you through the five stages of betrayal all the way to transformation with all kinds of examples, stories, and activities so you heal as you're moving through the book. I've also shared my very personal story along with those who participated in my PhD study so you can see how others move through their experiences too. Of course, I'm also teaching you my four-part trust rebuilding process so you can learn to feel safe again, love again, trust again. So here's what you do. Go to the PBT, as in post-betrayal transformation, thepbtinstitute.com forward slash trust again. That's thepbtinstitute.com forward slash trust again. Why? Because there's a link on that page that'll take you to Amazon, but I want you to know about it because once you get the book, come back to that page, enter your receipt, and then you get some amazing bonus gifts. Can't wait to share the book with you. And if you have friends or a group who'd benefit, get it for them too, because I'm giving tickets to a very special workshop for anyone who purchases more than five copies. ThePBTInstitute.com forward slash trust again. Okay, now on to today's episode. Welcome to From Betrayal to Breakthrough. I'm Dr. Debbie Silver, and today's guest is Heather Burgett. Heather has created a new take on PR by bringing a spiritual focus to this particular field of marketing. Through her intuitive skills, she helps people identify, claim, and own their unique gifts so that they can be of service to those in the world who'll benefit most. By blasting through limiting beliefs, she helps her clients and members confidently enter the mainstream spotlight so they can lead a purpose-driven life and connect with their ideal clientele and audience, blending universal spiritual principles with strategic business strategy. Her clients are propelled to a new level of recognition and success. So you know how I'm always talking about doing something good with something that causes us pain. My next guest is my friend Heather Burgett, and she'll be sharing her betrayal experiences, how they affected her, and more importantly, what she learned from her experiences and what she's created as a result. Ready to share your message in a powerful way? You're going to love this conversation. Here's Heather. Okay, everybody, you're in for such a treat today. I have my friend Heather Brigette with us. And, you know, usually we talk about betrayal of a family member, partner, friend, coworker, self, whatever. I think we're kind of covering the gamut today. <laughs> but the good news is we're going to talk about Heather's story and uh, just have a few betrayals. And then we're going to talk about the wonderful stuff it led to. So lots to cover today. Welcome, Heather. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. You know, I was so interested in your story because so often we have, we experience some sort of betrayal and it is so common to have repeat betrayals when we, you know, there's just more to learn and more to experience. But what I love so much is when we take that and we do something good with it. And that's, that's what you did and that's what you're doing now. But I don't even want to get there yet. Let's, let's start. Um, let's start at the beginning. So can you share about, you know, some of, some of the betrayals and, and 
what went on and then we'll get to what it led to. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's so ever since we've connected and we talked about me coming on your show, I've really been, you know, thinking about it. Like what, you know, how has betrayal played a part in my life? And when I really sat down and thought about it, I was like, you know what, there have been three times in my life, each about 20 years apart, where there was a major betrayal of some kind. And of course, we all, you know, I've been reading your book and realizing like, oh, yeah, like we're, we're actually betrayed a lot. And we probably betray each other on a very regular basis without even realizing it. Sometimes there are all these like smaller things that happen um, in life. But these one, these were like ones which I might even classify as um, core wounds. And um, I addressed the first one recently on my own podcast, The Shine Strategy, for the first time speaking publicly about it. And the two subsequent ones, I've only hinted at the second and third ones. And so this will be the first time to ever speak about them. So I have to say, I've been a little bit like, oh my gosh, here we go. Like, this is what I teach people is how to tell their stories, put them out into the spotlight. And that by showing that vulnerability, you know, that's where our super strengths come from we gotcha we gotcha dive right in and i and before you even share that i so get how how hard it is to be vulnerable i am so private i'm a very private person but i know you know when it comes to betrayal that i want everybody to know they're not crazy they're not alone so in knowing our stories then people just get that extra validation to say oh my gosh it's not just me so know that you're, you know, you're speaking to an audience who gets it. They've, they've been there. I so appreciate that. And, you know, I did find that when I spoke uh, publicly about my father uh, for the first time, that there's so much support came in and so many people told me they could relate. And so that's where I just feel like if, if anything I say today can inspire someone or help just one person, like that's worth it alone. Uh, so the first one, uh, I was a baby. Uh, my father left my mom and myself. Um, he was cheating with another woman and he left us. So that was sort of, you know, I think something that in my earlier years I struggled with. Um, it's all I ever knew was him not being there. But I think all the impact that has on one's life with how it affected my mother and how I was treated and then my new stepfather who came in who wasn't a very nice guy, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and, you know, not being able to see my father a lot. Like there was a lot attached to all of that. Absolutely. And what did you, so, so how old were you, first of all? When this I was a baby. So you were a baby. And then as you got older and you, you learned the story, what did you make of that? How did you interpret it? You know, I don't think I really realized it when I was um, that young in terms of that he had left for another. I didn't get that until someone told me years later. I mean, I knew he had a new wife, um, you know, and that was something that was a little confusing as a child. But um, he did make an effort to come see me. And, um, you know, we had like our Sundays together. Um, but then he actually had a really bad accident and he had a brain injury. He had a drinking and driving car accident when I was about six, and he almost didn't survive that. And he actually had, um, you know, issues after that with his short-term memory. It was a frontal lobe injury. And so that kind of shifted and changed everything where, you know, he was struggling a lot more in life and how to get through it. And I, I think one time I actually, you know, how, you know, when you're in that situation, they have to pay alimony. And 
I guess my dad had fallen behind in his alimony payments. And I remember, um, you know, I was so young. I remember walking in the kitchen and hearing my mom hang up on my dad saying, you don't get to see her till you start paying. So that I think really colored some things from a very young age in terms of not consciously thinking like, oh, my dad doesn't think I'm worth it. But I realized later, like, oh, my gosh, that's where some self-esteem and worth issues might have come from. You know, it's so common in a situation like that to feel that sense of rejection and abandonment. And, and we take it personally when it really has nothing to do with us. And, uh, and, and then because that's what we've interpreted, we create relationships that show that you know, and that expressed that. So, so you, you kind of had this experience and you carried it with you. And then uh, that, you know, that situation with your mom on the phone that really left a lasting impact. And then how did you, did it affect your relationship with your mom? Yeah. I mean, I think um, there was always that sort of feeling of, you know, why didn't my mom comfort me more in the situation Mm -hmm. instead of, it being more about being angry at my dad and I was missing him. And so there was definitely some stuff I had to work through on, you know, the relationship with my mother's side. I've had to do a lot of forgiveness work for all of my parents, my mom, my stepdad, my, my real father, my biological father, um, you know, forgiveness work just to like, you know, know that everyone was doing the best they could with the tools they had at the time and process grief, anger, frustration, just a lot of releasing. And that sounds like it's coming from a very healed place. And as we're going through it, it's, we're not, you know, we don't always sound just like that. Was there anything specifically you did around forgiveness work? Because the way we do it in, in our community is we definitely work on forgiveness. But I've also found when we try to do it too soon, it backfires. It's got to be when we're ready for it. And gently and in our own way. Was there something that really worked for you where you're like, wow, you know what? That, that moved the needle. That totally made a difference. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, it was, you know, a big empowerment thing was just pursuing my dream. So right after college, I hopped a plane to Los Angeles because I wanted to become a movie publicist. So for me, it was like, I'm going to take action. I'm going to go out there and follow my dreams and get out of all this dysfunction mm-hmm. and toxicity. And But wait a second. You wanted to get out of dysfunction and toxicity, and then you went to Hollywood? <laughs> I know, right? Well, yeah. well then comes the next part of the story. <laughs> So, I guess, you know, it's so, it's so interesting because we always move to not necessarily what's good, but what's so familiar. So there's something really interesting about moving from dysfunction of family to, to Hollywood. I mean, what do I know? I'm just talking about the stories I hear. Exactly. But sure enough, yeah, Hollywood is a very toxic place, which I learned pretty quickly. Um, so I was working there for two years and then I kind of, I liken it to um, getting kicked off a speeding train that was on the wrong tracks. Oh, wow. So I had jumped in. I was having massive success as a young woman. I, you know, was featured in the New York Times for, you know, being promoted to um, VP of publicity at this agency at, um, I think I was 27 years old. Um, So, you know, I think a part of me, like the things I'm learning through your PBT Institute and the book was like, oh, I felt I had something to prove. So I just went gangbusters Mm -hmm. and was having some really wonderful successes, but at the same time, I was working myself to the bone, and um, I was starting to have a healing crisis where I was sick. 
Yeah, and, and before you even get into that, this is so common. It's so common because there's that need to prove, right? And then we, and we do. And we, it's this intense energy. But the reason why we're getting sick is because the energy is coming from the wrong place. It's like when you look at the soil on some, on, you know, that, that's allowing something to grow. There's healthy, wonderful soil and things, you know, are grow and blossom and bloom. But then if the soil is, you know, kind of poisoned and has some stuff there that isn't healthy, it's not that, that wonderful, rich, healing foundation to get a start in and it sounds like and this is what i hear all the time yes the success was there but when you look at the soil you know the foundation it wasn't from that strong healed place it was from that you know determination and i'll show you and here i go which is great but not without a price Mm-hmm. Yeah. And at that point, um, the price was becoming my health and my sanity. And I did experience another betrayal. So not only was my body crashing um, from working 70, 80 hour weeks, and part of the job was going for drinks and dinners and weekends and nights. And it was like, you know, my life was all consumed by my job. And I was really um, wearing myself very thin. And so, yeah, at that point, um, I was starting a company with some the friends that I was in another company with. I considered them best friends. We started another company. Let's just say it, it went south really fast. They lied to me about some things, and it put me in a position where I was like, I'm out. I can't do this. I'm, I'm killing myself, and it's what's it worth? You know, it's not worth this. And so at that point, I did start my healing journey through acupuncture and um, chiropractic and herbs. And how did you know it was wrong? Like what was, what ways were your body telling you or your mind telling you, oh, this is not right. This is, this is not a fit. Um, It was just my, I mean, largely my gut in terms of feeling like terrible. Like I just didn't, nothing felt right. Like just Mm -hmm. the interactions I was having with these people, um, going into the office just felt wrong. It didn't feel like, I'm like, I don't belong here. So I had to really trust and follow that. And they kind of helped me make that decision because it was a situation where I was like, I've got to leave. And, and, and you know what's so brilliant about that? I mean, here, and I want everybody to hear this, the body doesn't lie, right? You were getting signals the whole time. This is not a fit. This is not in your best interest. This is not where you need to be or where you could be, you know, where it's, it, it serves you best. And your body is talking and it will speak loud louder and louder until you get it, you know, until you pay attention. And unfortunately, it takes on the symptoms, it takes the symptoms, the illness, the condition, sometimes disease in order for us to say, okay, I'm ready to listen. And it sounds like that's exactly what happened with you. Yeah, I always say that if you don't listen, um, you're going to get hit over the head with the frying pan by God or the universe. (laughs) And that's what was happening to me is it was like, just so in my face, like, you cannot do this anymore. And yes, so I was uh, borderline fibromyalgia by the time I did leave Hollywood. And um, I had major gut issues. And I was just a hot mess. I think I had ulcers. I was just everything was just falling apart. And um, i had also been diagnosed with Epstein-Barr in college. So fatigue was already an issue, the autoimmune stuff. So, um, so at this point, I was like, okay, I'm I'm just leaving all of this toxicity. It's just, it's not good for my heart or soul. And um, I actually went to the Zen Buddhist Center of Los Angeles, and I learned how to meditate. I learned how to sit Zazen. 
Mm. And, um, you know, I had gone to actually a psychic at the time and he said, you are a ticking time bomb. He's like, you need to start meditating. <laughs> and that did, it changed my life. It really like learning how to calm the mind and the mental activities. And, and share with everybody, what was the difference in how you felt when you just knew it wasn't right, it wasn't good, and your, your body was reacting to when you started doing you know, the, the meditation? What was, what was the difference in how you physically felt? I felt calm. I felt so much better. I started to feel fulfilled again. I literally at the time was feeling like it saved my life. Because I was definitely on a track to putting myself into an early grave, the way that I was living and not taking care of myself um, in the right ways. So, yes, I made a change. Yeah, and what made you choose meditation? Was it something where you were like, a, you know, did you hear about it? Did you, I mean, what was it? Because everybody comes up with their own recipe, you know, of what they need to heal. And I'm, I'm always curious what, what makes somebody choose one modality over another or why they chose one thing first. Was there a reason why you chose that? Yeah, I think I was always fascinated with the metaphysical. Even as a young child, we would hold um, seances at recess in fifth grade. <laughs> and, um, I always just was fascinated with, um, you know, people like Edgar Casey, the sleeping prophet, and, you know, the whole connection, the whole mind, body, spirit connection. So I guess at that time, it was like this calling that I couldn't ignore anymore. So not only did I start meditating, but I also started um, to go to massage school at an acupuncture school. So it had this Eastern bent to the training. And that was just like the beginning of a very deep healing journey that went on for like maybe 10 years for myself. I became a healer. Um, I worked in the healing arts. I, I gained over 500 hours of training in modalities and uh, body and energy work. And it was the coolest thing about becoming a healer is you, you work, you do all the things on yourself first. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you get to get your own healing and, and then help others. I, I love that. And you know, what's so interesting too, you mentioned gut issues and I find, and out of, we've had, you know, at this point, 8,500 plus people who've taken our post-betrayal syndrome quiz. And so it's about 45 to 50% of people who take the quiz have a gut issue. It is so common when it comes to stress, betrayal, and everything. And, and what I find so interesting is, and I've said this before in other shows, but think about what the gut does. It absorbs, digests, and processes food. Well, isn't you know stress or a toxic relationship or betrayal difficult to absorb, digest, and process? Like, is it any wonder why the gut is acting up? So, did you know? Tell us what, like, at what point in your journey did you, if your if your gut started healing, what you noticed, you know, and and other symptoms that started getting better with different things that you did. Well, I would say that um, because I went all in on my healing within six months, I was feeling a lot better and I was hitting it from mind, body, spirit. I was going to a chiropractor, um, an acupuncturist. I was taking herbs. I was meditating. I was like, whatever I can do. <laughs> I started getting, you know, more body work and energy work, um, as I embarked on my own healing arts journey. Um, but yeah, I would say that, um, the gut stuff, really, the the herbs and the acupuncture, like within six months, um, oh my gosh, I felt like a whole new person. Oh, that's so great. And as you healed, if you were to look back, like when you looked back on your scenario, what did you, did you see it differently from that healed space? 
in terms of what had happened? Yeah, just knowing how you, how you like, you know, sometimes when you remove yourself from a situation, you look and you're like, what the heck was I doing there? Or, you know, and I, I see it so often as, you know, sometimes we can look at a picture and sometimes we're in it. And then when we're healed, it's almost like we step out of the picture and we're looking at it and we see it from such a different vantage point. And I noticed from that healed space, we can look at what seemed so normal and, and you know, from a very different vantage point, we're like, what the heck was I doing there? I, I didn't belong there. That wasn't a fit at all. You know, it's hard because I think at the beginning it was a fit. And I did have some wonderful experiences and success and things I'll never forget. And I'm, I'm grateful for some of the people that I worked with and met. And um, so I think in the time I knew it was bad. Like I was not feeling well. It, the environment was clearly toxic in terms of a lot of the people that I was working with. Um, so, you know, in retrospect, that's when I started to see it like, okay, you were on the speeding train, but it was on the wrong track. So that's mm -hmm. where I really knew, like, I was going to get kicked off that path no matter what, because it was not the right path. Got it. Okay. And then what did that lead to? Because you did mention three betrayals. Right. So then, <laughs> then we got about 20 years later. So from baby to, you know, the, um, in the twenties and then in the, um, late thirties, early forties, I ended up having a betrayal with a boyfriend and he turned out to be just about as bad as they can come. I had no idea what I was getting myself into with this person. Um, I think it was the typical, um, sociopathic, you know, the charming person that later you find out is, lying to you about everything. Um, so the betrayal of cheating, lying, um, and to the point where he actually got violent with me. He had addiction problems, alcohol problems. And I think, I think he was hiding some drug use from me too, because he just one night absolutely went crazy and attacked me. Yeah. And he, he ended up spending the, that night in jail. So at that point it was like, oh my gosh, like my life is worth so much more than having this person in it right like mm -hmm. that was where because you know i think probably the beginning i had fallen in love and that was where it was hard to get out because i was hooked in mm -hmm. and it becomes somewhat codependent and then it was like every few months like another thing would become uncovered and at first it was like okay not so bad not so and then it would get worse and worse and worse and to the point where I was like this person is lying to me about everything this guy is cheating on a large scale and I had no idea but the truth kept being shown to me in bigger and bigger ways and when that when it got to the point where it became physical which is something I mean I was spanked as a kid but I'd never been physically you know attacked or anything before mm -hmm. um that's where i thought you know what i value myself and my life more than trying to work it out with this person that's keeps you know telling me it's going to get better but it doesn't and at that point i actually started going to al-anon because actually both my father and stepfather had alcohol issues mm -hmm. and as a child of an alcoholic um or as an adult child of alcoholics, that was, for me, people kept saying, like, I think it'll help you a lot. And it really did, because it helped mm -hmm. me learn and recognize these patterns and how I had possibly, because I couldn't understand how I had attracted this person <laughs> into my life. I'd never met anyone like that before. Um, and realizing, I guess there were still some things that 
were needing to be healed and coming up to be addressed um, in this exchange with this person. And you know what is so beautiful about what you said? And I hope everybody hears that. You said, I value myself enough to get out of this, or so it was something like that, but I value myself enough. And what I see so often is we've been so manipulated and it's like we, you know, we drank the Kool-Aid and we start believing this nonsense and we get in deeper and deeper and deeper and start making excuses for someone else's poor behavior. And we're not being treated with love, respect, kindness, anything. And somehow we tolerate it. And, and when I spin it around, for someone, and I say, you know, would you ever treat someone else like that? Like, oh my gosh, no, of course not. So why is it we wouldn't dare treat other people like that, and and we're willing to tolerate that behavior? But you saw it was only getting worse, and and I love that you valued yourself enough to do something about it. So that's what was so even so getting out of that relationship. What did that take? What did that look like? That took me going to Al-Anon meetings every night for like two weeks um, because I knew I did not want that person in my life, but they were also, he was a master manipulator and he could always seem to worm his way back in. And it, I really had to dig deep and put my foot down and, um, you know, find a way to get extricate myself from a very dysfunctional and toxic person. And the strength I got from hearing other people's stories, knowing I wasn't alone and um, learning also about that type of person and how they function. And what I loved most in that process of that healing and journey was it was, you know, so much about claiming responsibility for myself and my own actions and the part I had played in allowing that person into my life and to treat me that way. Mm -hmm. So it was a it was a huge learning curve on that one. And you know, it's it you can tell that you had a good amount of that spirituality under your belt by what you're saying. You know, things like, well, I took responsibility for, you know, for my part in it. And that doesn't mean the blame for something you didn't do. It was only like, what did I need to learn here? And what role did I play in all this? And what can I, what can I learn from this so that I don't, you know, wind up with someone like this again? So it sounds like you can, you can hear and, and feel all the work that you did. What did it lead to? Where are you now? Well, I will say that after that, I said, you know what? I just want to experience life through joy, no more struggle. Um, I feel that that is a choice to learn through joy. And I asked Universe Spirit God to give me lessons and to teach me in a way that didn't, wasn't so painful, right? That I wanted to be able to grow and develop as a human being, but with positivity and joy, and we can grow through positive experiences. So... Ever since then, I've really like, you know, cleared out any toxicity in my life. I had a couple of other lingering toxic relationships, um, one with a family member that has since like become kind of karma complete. Um, another person that I would just was lingering around the outskirts. I was like, enough, enough with toxic situations. And I really decided to dive deep into my dreams. And that was my purpose as well, um, which I really took my grandmother dying my last grandparent at 95 a couple years ago um that was like end of 2015 i think yeah and you know I, she was like a best friend and it was heartbreaking 
to lose her. And I'd loved, been very close to all my grandparents. Three of the four served in World War II. Um, they were both, both sets were married over 60 years. They were just yeah. like my rocks, you know? And so going on a kind of soul searching trip to Bali after she died, I was like, what do I want to do with my life? How can I really shine and share my gifts? And, you know, I wanted to make my grandmother proud and, you know, it was, it took some digging and soul searching, but I finally realized, you know what, I can teach what I know. I can teach what I've learned in two decades of going through, you know, all the business stuff, all the spiritual stuff. And so that's when I decided to start my online programs where I help heart-centered business owners, consultants, creatives, um, how to confidently claim who they are, shine their gifts into the world. And with my background as a publicist, um, show them how to step into the mainstream spotlight. And so much of that is claiming our story and integrating it and knowing that, you know, these things that have happened to us, um, they're part of us and that's okay. So I really focus on like, how do we have a holistic brand? How do we show all of who we are and shine that into the world? Um, knowing that it's, you know, there's, even if you have things that you think are weaknesses, those are often your greatest strengths. And I have to, I have to share with everybody, everybody, just so you know, I am personally working with Heather and uh, just to, to get me on the map in the way that she knows how. And, and it's just wonderful. I mean, just her ideas already have just been brilliant. So um, she's the real deal for sure. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, you're, you know, we've talked a lot about your positioning and how to get you out there and getting you in front of some of the right people. So I'm really excited to see how that unfolds for you because, you know, if anyone has a message that needs to get out there far and wide, it is you and this oh, one. Thank you so much. So tell us what you're working on now and where everybody can go to uh, learn more about you. Yeah, so uh, about three years ago, I started my PR Stars programs. And um, I also um, launched a podcast last year, The Shine Strategy. Um, I have my community online. If anyone wants to join us over there, it's The Shine Strategy Insiders on Facebook. And really, it's just a heart-centered community of, um, I, I serve mostly women, but some men, and looking to embrace their gifts and learn how to get in front of larger audiences, how to get in front of the right people that they're meant to collaborate with, connect with, and serve in this lifetime. Because every single one of us has something that only we can do in the way we do it for the people that we're meant to connect with. So really tapping into that purpose clarity, message clarity, how to get visible, how to raise your online presence, how to reach a global audience, and just take everything in your life to the next level from a spiritually aligned place. Um, but the biggest issue most people have is they just don't know the steps. How do I do these things? How do I get in front of the right people? So because of my background, bringing in what I call my shine strategies, my business strategies that I've used for so many years to help unknown underdogs to some of the top celebrities on the planet, like how, did, how do they do it? And so I pull back the curtain and I help people understand that. That's so great. And, and, and I'm with you. I think everybody has, everybody without exception, has a unique strength, gift, talent, calling. And when you figure that out, which is usually hidden under a few layers of fear, doubt, and insecurity, but when you figure that out, we need people like Heather to, to help us get our messages out there. So that's wonderful. So is there a, where do we go 
Is there a link? Share with us. I would love to invite everyone here to take my quiz, and that's to find out your visibility superpower. And they can go to shinesuperpower.com to take that. Um, it is, it's geared towards women, but men, you're invited to take it too. So that's shinesuperpower.com. And if you go through that quiz, you'll also be invited to an upcoming free event that I'm holding, a free three-day course um, called my Shine Online Accelerator course. And I'd love to invite any of your um, audience members or listeners here today to join us. Wonderful. Thank you for that. And any parting words, anything you want to make sure we all know as we wrap up? Hmm. Yeah. And this, you know, whenever I'm doing these kind of interviews, I, I go in just very open hearted and I think, okay, I kind of say a little prayer beforehand. Like just, if there's anything that anyone needs to hear today, let me say it. And even if it just impacts one person's life today, like that's, you know, to me, that means everything. So I feel like, I don't know, I feel like I've said a lot, but if I had to um, give one parting thought for the day, I would say, don't quit before the miracle. Oh, oh, I love that. Heather, thank you so much. You shared such wisdom, such insight, and we all need people like you in our corner to just help us uh, effectively and proactively do the work we're meant to do and, and get it out there to the people who need what we have to share. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I loved Heather's journey and what she learned as she moved from one experience to the next. It's another example of finding the tools, strategies, and modalities we need in order to create our own recipe to help us heal. Stay in touch with Heather by going to prstars.net, and we'll have all of her information in the show notes at thepbtinstitute.com forward slash podcast. Here's my biggest takeaway. I value myself enough to get out of that relationship. Do you value yourself enough? What are you tolerating that isn't in your best interest, that's compromising your self-esteem, confidence, and self-worth? You can only live in joy when you clear out the toxicity, so it's a good reminder to do just that. And of course, we can help. Take the post-betrayal syndrome quiz, which you can find at thepbtinstitute.com forward slash quiz. And have you checked out the PBT Institute membership community? Imagine everything you'd ever need to become your physical, mental, emotional best. Community, support, certified coaches and practitioners you could schedule time with, daily classes on all kinds of interesting topics, curated experts teaching advanced strategies in the areas of health, mindset, spirituality, personal development. Imagine the most friendly, welcoming, and supportive place to become your best all online. Nothing like this exists. And I am so excited to welcome you. Go to thepbtinstitute.com forward slash join to learn more. Thanks for listening. Can't wait to be with you next time. And here's to your breakthrough.